Well, the last time I spoke with my next guest uh, was a number of years ago, pre pre COVID, uh, certainly. Uh, it was another radio life. I was the executive producer of the Frank Beckman Show, and we had a, an invite to go to Washington, D.C. to do our show from the White House. Uh, and we had an opportunity to interview uh, former President Donald Trump. And and at the time, uh, the president uh, invited us into the White House. Uh, we had a nice sit down inside the Roosevelt Room, and he was so gracious with this time. He invited us into the Oval Office, and, and he, he showed us around uh, his space uh, he was incredibly gracious with his time then, and, and I find he is incredibly gracious with his time once again this morning. The 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning. That's, that's only because you're a very, very highly rated and powerful radio <laughs> personality, okay? Well. Uh, uh, otherwise, of course, I wouldn't have done such a thing like that, right? Uh, well, we had a wonderful <laughs> time with you. We, we had a wonderful time <laughs> yes, with you. Yes, now we did it. Uh, I remember it well. Good job. And you're doing a great job. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, we uh, certainly a busy day here in the state of Michigan, primary day. Uh, you know, I look back to 2015, 2016, when you were running, you made immigration a, a key part of, of your campaign. Now right. we, we find that there are more and more border crossings every day to the tune of roughly 300,000 every day. In 2017, when you took over, there were only 250,000 apprehensions that year. But we're, we're seeing that number is going to be blown out of the water. I know you're, you have a planned trip to the southern border this week. Thursday you'll be there. Um, do you find that the border is is far less secure than when you took over as president and, and why should those voters in Michigan be concerned about what's happening there? Well, they have to be concerned because our company, our country is under invasion, an invasion like a World War II invasion. And you have a lot of mental institutions where they're dropping them right into our country, cleaning up their prison systems and they're cleaning up their mental institute and institution systems. And they're, uh, I mean, you could go a step further than mental institutions. You have you have people that are so so deranged and ill and and dangerous. They're dropping them into uh, into our country, and it's just crazy what's going on. And you're right; they do more in a day. I mean, think of it than we did practically in a year. If you look at the numbers, the real numbers, and we had it. We had the best border in the history of our country. That was a border that was bad when I took it over, and I, I won partially because of. The fact that people thought I'd do the best job, and they were right, because I solved the problem best. The problem is now it's about 100 times worse than it ever was. And it's all made by Biden, the worst president in our, our history, the country's history. Jimmy Carter looks brilliant by comparison, so at least he's happy. But this guy has no clue what he's doing. And I finally found a way to get him down to the border. We let it out that we're going on Thursday. You know that. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, all of a sudden, out of the blue, he announced he's going. Now, he hasn't been there in many years. With all the problems, think of it. What president has not gone there? I went there many times. And we straightened out the border. We, we created the best border ever. And now we have the worst border ever in the history of the world. But we finally found out how to get him off his ass. And I have to say that because it's terrible. It's terrible what he's done to this country. He's destroying our country. Many people say he destroyed our country. Don't be that pessimistic because we'll have to get them out. We're going to get the bad ones out first. We'll get the killers and the drug dealers. We, we have people coming in at levels. You know, these countries are very smart, and they're run by people with a lot of uh, street smarts and common sense.
and they're cleaning out their prisons and they're dumping them in our country. And Venezuela just announced that under no circumstances will they take anyone back. Mm. So now we have them. And Venezuela, they'll take them back when I'm there. You watch, they'll take them back. They'll take them back and say, thank you very much, sir, for sending back our people. They're going to take them back in spades. But Venezuela, it's very interesting. They said yesterday, we're not going to, because they think he's a weak, pathetic president, which is what he is. And under no circumstances did the, the dictator, the, the king, the, the guy, the ruler of Venezuela that we buy oil from, okay? We buy oil from him. I, would have, I, I was putting them out of business. They were going to surrender in about three, four weeks if the election wasn't rigged. So what happens is Venezuela now, think of it, has, has said, thank you for taking our criminals. Thank you for taking our prisoners, our mentally ill. Thank you very much. People from an insane asylum, we appreciate that silence of the lamb, right? So, you know, we, Hannibal Lecter. So we have Hannibal Lecter coming in. Isn't that nice? And I'll tell you what, this country is so badly injured. If you take the worst 10 presidents, I said in my speech, add them together. Take the worst 10 that we ever had. They're not as bad as this guy. This guy has destroyed our country. So when it comes to what, what the fixes are, what, what, do you, what do you envision doing if you, if you earn a second term in the White House? Well, the first thing I'm doing, I'll say the border is closed and people have to come in legally. The border is closed and I'll have it locked down very quickly. It'll happen very fast. Mm. And the other thing is when you make a statement like that, nobody comes. So nobody was coming toward the end. What By the time we got that thing done, and don't forget, I had to go through hell to get the money for the wall. Mm-hmm. I had 11 lawsuits. I won all, every lawsuit, but I had 11 lawsuits to get the money. I ultimately just took it from the military. I said, we're being invaded. And I bought, built seven, 571 miles. I had another 200 miles ready to go. All we had to do was install it, lift up the planks. And when they took over, they sold it for five cents on mm-hmm. the dollar. Very expensive wall. Because it's steel, concrete, and rebar. And, yeah. You know, you fix it. And a lot of wires in there for equipment, for, you know, mechanical equipment and sure. uh, electronic equipment. So very expensive. He sold it for five cents in the dollar, probably for junk. They take it apart and they sell it for junk. Mm. These people, what they've done to our country is shocking. And the people of Texas, they've really, uh, you know, you look at, uh, and, and it's really no longer Texas. It's it's every place in the country because they're being shipped all over the country. Yeah. But they come through Texas. They come through Arizona. They come through certain areas. Those people have suffered like you couldn't believe. And the level of crime and death, and especially when they get into the cities, because now they get into the cities where the only thing they're tough with is guys like Trump. You know, yeah. they have cashless bail. They don't have to put up any bail. I'm the only one who has to put up bail. If I just, oh, I have to put up bail, but everybody else, when they kill somebody, it's cashless bail. Sir, you may leave now. It's a pleasure. They go, it's a pleasure to have you, sir. You may leave cashless bail. They want me to put up bail. Well, and well, uh, Mr. <laughs> President, we, we, we saw what happened in New York City, uh, the beating of, the, of those police officers. Yep. We saw what happened down in Georgia with that nursing student. Um, it, it, it does seem to be a, a growing problem. Uh, meanwhile, th- there, there is still a fissure inside the Republican Party. And, and you just had a big win in South Carolina, Nikki Haley's home state. She says she's not dropping out. We've had seen the divisions 
of the Michigan GOP. You've backed your former ambassador to the Netherlands, Pete Hoekstra, as the new chair of the GOP. But is is there a bridging of these two sides within the party to be done here? Is there room on the Trump train for Nikki Haley supporters or Donald Trump supporters or Chris Christie supporters? How do you how do you bring these these two sides of the party together? Well, I'm leading Biden in all the polls by a lot. Sometimes I'm leading by 10, 15 points. In Michigan, I'm leading it by 12 points, which is like, you know, a record nobody's led. It's harder for a Republican because, you know, there are certain disadvantages in terms of the voting. Uh, but uh, I'm leading him by in every swing state. I'm leading him in national polls by a lot. She's getting killed in the national polls. She's not getting any traction and she's getting killed in the swing states. And, you know, it's wonderful to say you're going to run, but she hasn't won anything. She, she's in last place every time. Even to sanctions, Peter. All right. That is part one of our of our conversation with former President Donald Trump. Uh, coming up after the news, we'll get bit right back into it. Uh, I, I had some questions about certainly the support of the unions. Donald Trump meeting with the Teamsters. He got he got shied away by the UAW, which is a surprise. But he is still making a very a very big effort to try to get union rank and file votes. It's a huge segment of the voting population here in the state of Michigan. We'll cover that as well. I would love to hear your thoughts. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. It is primary day. Donald Trump coming off a huge win in South Carolina in Nikki Haley's home state. A 20-point win. And here in the state of Michigan where Donald Trump has a, a significant base, a significant support base, how will he do today on the road to gaining enough delegates to win the GOP seat to run for president once again. All that and more as we continue here on JR Afternoon. All right, very grateful for Donald Trump taking some time with me today. Uh, we played you part one, and now let's get right back into the discussion. Here's part two of my conversation with former President Donald Trump. In terms of of uh, what the landscape is here in the state of Michigan, obviously there are a lot of union workers the UAW has already endorsed Joe Biden. You you sat down with the Teamsters and and you said it was a a productive meeting uh, as you try to gain support amongst the unions. There was also uh, uh, some news from the Teamsters that they were donating to the RNC for the first time in many years. Uh, how how important is that union support for you, not only nationally but certainly here in Michigan on primary day? Well, it's not traditional, but the unions are killing themselves. And Sean O'Brien, I got along great with the union people. Uh, you know, we, if you look at Sean and Fred and all the top guys, I got along great. Now, you have to understand, I've used Teamsters for my whole life of, in construction. I right. was by far one of the biggest in Manhattan in building and I built many, many buildings. And, you know, that was all union stuff. And I used Teamsters with the concrete and the different, you know, other other trades, too. If uh, everything was union and I got along great with the union and I think they're thinking about it. And what I told them, I actually went to see them. We had a meeting with probably 50 of their top leaders and and the top, top leaders. And it was a great meeting, I thought. But I said, you're not going to have a union soon because they're allowing millions of people to come in. And, you know, there's a certain point these owners are going to break when they get somebody to pour concrete at, uh, you know, $5 an hour instead of $100 an hour. It's, there's going to be a point at which you're not going to have a union. Mm. And uh, I think they understand that the, the Biden, by allowing people to come in at will from places unknown, I mean, millions and millions of people. I believe it's going to be 18 million people 
by the time this guy gets out of office, which can't come fast enough. So uh, I told uh, the Teamsters, and I don't think they thought of it the same way as I do, but I'm thinking about it. They're driving a truck, and they're making a big salary and a good salary and a deserved salary. But when you have somebody coming in, say, I'll drive the same truck for for a lot less than minimum wage because that's the way life works. You can have a lot of owners. They're not going to pay minimum wage. They'll do, they'll do 25% of minimum wage. They're not allowed to do that, but that's what they'll do, and they'll pay them in cash. Uh, and th- these guys will make a fortune. And frankly, the Teamsters, a lot of the unions are going to be out of business. But I'm closing down the border because I don't want criminals coming into our country. We have a, a country now. You mentioned the police. It's a very, a very interesting thing to mention. You mentioned the police. I've watched police for in my entire life. We have New York's finest, great police, all of that. I've never seen guys openly beating up police in the middle of the street. I've seen them get wise. I've seen them hit. I've seen them shoot policemen sitting in a car and kill them. I've seen terrible things. But but you know what I've never seen? Guys having a fist fight with police in the middle of the street. I've never seen that. Think of that. They're standing in the middle of the street having a fist fight, throwing them down and beating them up in front of people. I've never seen that. I've seen quick hits, you know, uh, no bravery, quick hits when they're not looking and stuff. But I've never seen, uh, you know, a, a major fight with two policemen and a lot of thugs. A lot of young thugs came out of Venezuela and other places. Uh, I've never seen that. It's mm-hmm. a phenomena to me. I said, look at this. Where have we come? And we have a new form of crime. It's a new category. I named it myself. It's called migrant crime. And migrant ca- crime, because of that stupid president of ours, migrant crime is going to dominate. Uh, the the crime scene. Uh, they're tougher, they're meaner, and frankly, there's more of them. And they're gangs, they're MS-13, where they kill people with knives. And the only reason they use knives is because knives are more deadly than a gun. It lasts longer. They're more painful. They kill two girls on Long Island. They slice them up into little pieces. This is what we're allowing into our country. You think you're going to make those guys better? You're not going to make them better. They're going to get worse. These are evil people. And they're going to get worse. And this stupid human being is taking everybody. And we're going to have a problem for years to come, unless I get elected, in which case I'll solve that problem a lot faster than anybody can even dream. Mr. President, I know that the time is of the essence here, so I'll make this my last question for you. In, 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 okay. in, in the sense of, of your, your legal uh, issues that you're dealing with, uh, there are some that are concerned that 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 could take you out of the race. That that might not uh, uh, that might put the the stop in in your campaign. It might put the brakes on you becoming president once again. Where where, are it, where what is your view of these pending cases, particularly Jack Smith's case and and the one down in Georgia? Um, where do you stand on this? And and what do you tell your supporters? What do you tell the people who may not be supporting you yet, maybe on the fence about these issues? Well, they've lifted me in the polls, highest poll numbers I've ever had. I'm killing everybody. I mean, Nikki's not even a factor. She's going to lose like by 80 points tonight or something. She's, uh, you know, she's become a joke. But what what I tell them, I tell them very sincerely. These are started by DOJ and uh, Biden's people because he can't get elected any other way. But it's had an opposite effect, as you reported very well. My numbers have gone higher because people see it's a hoax deranged jack smith he's a deranged human being and he's just trying to do the dirty work i'm doing great in all these cases i think we're going to win these cases but even if i didn't win these cases they can't stop me from running you know that and 
They can't stop me. And what it has done, it showed how corrupt our government is because they've weaponized an election. Uh, it's never happened before in this country. It happens in third world countries. It happens where these people are coming from, all these people that are pouring into our country. It's never happened in this country before. And I think I'm doing really well. Well, you tell me, how's Fawny doing? You know, you're not allowed to call her Fanny, even though it's spelled F-A-N-I. How's Fawny doing? It looks like it looks like they're in some trouble down there. It, I mean, it, it, they it, got it, little, yeah, she's got a little problem. She better be aware. She's the one that's going to go to jail. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong on any of this stuff. And people get it. This is a political witch hunt. My numbers are higher than they've ever been. People want me because of security and the border. The women want me. The All the women want me because they want to have homes that aren't going to be invaded at night. And I'm doing very well. I mean, we're, we have the highest number we've ever had with the black population, the highest number I've ever had with Hispanics. I mean, I'm leading in Florida with Hispanics. That's never happened with a Republican. You carried Miami-Dade County they in like 2020. They and I like them. Yeah. Excuse me? Uh, you, you carried Miami-Dade County in 2020. Uh, it was right. a, a, I won. A, yeah. I mean, I won Miami in 2020. People couldn't believe it. Yeah. They, they still can't. And I won Florida by more more votes than Ron DeSantis won by. So, you know, I won by substantially more votes than uh, Ron won by, by millions of votes more. You know, everyone talks about how well he did in Florida. He only did well because, number one, I endorsed him and got him the nomination, most importantly, but because I set the stage. You know, before I ran, it was really a very purple state. A lot of Democrats would win. It was a 50-50 state. Now, Florida, you win. But I'm going to win Florida by millions of votes. Mm. Who's the vice president candidate going to be? Well, I have a lot of them, and we have some very good ones. <laughs> and uh, No rush. Fair enough. No rush. Fair I enough. I want to keep you guessing. That, 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 terrific. You have a great show, by the way. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, I appreciate it. I got a lot more questions for you. I know you're very busy. It's primary day in Michigan. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Uh, that's the former president, Donald J. Trump. Sir, thank you very much. Good luck today. Thank you very much. All right. I'd uh, love to get your thoughts. 800-859-0957. 859 Zero WJR. Don, we, we, we tried to cover the gamut here. Donald Trump saying that the Venezuelans is a problem. Uh, the, the Venezuela as a country uh, saying that they're not going to take people back. But he says that day one he gets into office, they're going to start sending Venezuelans back and that they're not going to have a choice. I, I, I think it's a, a, a very interesting look into what the president has planned, particularly on immigration and, and the outreach to those in in groups that maybe wouldn't have supported him necessarily in the past, particularly unions, and and the ability to bring this party together, to, to bring different factions together in order to, to try to win this election. Love to get your thoughts. We'll get to your calls, your text, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Uh, but look, today, don't, don't let the weather deceive you. We are not out of the woods yet. It's going to get cold. It's going to be cold, I think, tomorrow. It's going to start out nice and then get really cold during the day. And you, you got to make sure that your house is shored up. And that certainly means that you have windows that are nicely sealed, that are, are, are not uh, decrepit and falling apart. You want to make sure you've got everything structurally sound in your home, particularly on the exterior. And that's where Window World Detroit comes in because they have all different solutions for you in order to keep your home comfortable. And efficient. And their new partner here on JR Afternoon, and I knew they'd be a great partner. You've heard them on the Inside Outside guys for years. They have been referring Window World and the Sheena family because of their offerings. Great windows, 
great entry doors, great garage doors, and siding that will add value to your home. And look, Window World exterior products, they help reduce energy costs. They help increase the safety and security of your home, and they add value. And best of all, working with the Sheenas, it's it's the best. They're the best in the business. They are flexible, they're easy, and they provide a guaranteed low price right up front. They offer expert installation. They got the best financing options in the business and the best warranty in the industry that is offered. So for a free home estimate on windows, doors, siding, call them today. 800 Window World. Visit their showroom on Haggerty Road in Commerce Township or go to windowworlddetroit.com. That's windowworlddetroit.com.